Hey everyone, welcome back to Gals on Topic, your favorite book club and then some. I'm Sadie. I'm Izzy. And today for our 10th episode, <laughs> the topic is Akatar chapters 37 through 39. I can't believe it's been 10 whole episodes. It's our first milestone I know how exciting it's really exciting we've really come so far I know because we've been releasing the episodes recently so we're editing them and listening back and everything and you really just there's so much growth you know what we should do as like a bonus content for for all our loyal followers is um release our bloopers from when we were recording our trailer and like oh the first no because <laughs> I have them saved no no you don't <laughs> yeah, I do. you don't I do I do have them saved that um, would be really we funny. can revisit that idea okay once we okay we'll back. put a pin in that circle <laughs> <laughs> we might need a little bit more loyalty than just 10 like maybe on like 50 yeah 50 okay <laughs> 50. I'll hold you to that. Okay. All right. We'll see. <laughs> Sadie, how was your week? Oh, my God. Exhausting. Yeah. I'm so tired. I know yours has been a lot, too. But I had two clients filing this week. Uh, tomorrow should be chill going into the weekend. But I'm just so tired. I'm ready for this busy season to be done. It's just like this winter is extended too far. You guys have been going through it. I know Connor, my boyfriend, has been just working super late nights the last few weeks too. And I feel like that just never stopped. Every time I complain, I like talk to Connor or just think of Connor and I'm like, he has it so much worse right now. And for context... Connor and Sadie worked together, which is how Sadie and I met. <laughs> yeah, he's he was the the bridge. Um, yeah, it was actually so funny because when I moved to Indy, I moved here from South Carolina, so I didn't know a single soul. I moved here with my boyfriend, and he had like a couple of guy friends around, but it's a really big sports city, so we we did a lot of football games, baseball games, just hanging with guys watching sports mostly, and I was just desperate, desperate, desperate for girlfriends, and actually that first summer, Connor was my intern, <laughs> and and I was like in charge of you know, giving him tasks and whatnot. And so we worked together very closely and we became good friends. It was completely virtual because it was the summer of 2020. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but we still became like, we got along really well and still became kind of friends. And I was like, okay, like Connor's really cool. And he said he has a girlfriend who just moved to Indy. Um, I was like, so next year, because when you intern with us, you don't start full time for another year. Right. So I was like, next year when Connor joins, him and I will be friends and then we'll <laughs> hang out and then I'll meet his girlfriend and she will be my first girlfriend <laughs> here in Indy. <laughs> like really playing the long game. <laughs> you, I just love the thought that went into this friendship and I love that it worked out 
I was scheming so hard. Like that's how desperate I was. It's actually kind of embarrassing, but no, but I was, I was equally as desperate. Like you played it right because I also not from Indy. I'm from the West coast. So I moved here only knowing my roommate. And then I met Sadie at a happy hour, which the happy hour ended up being like a month later. Yeah. I didn't like actually wait a whole year to carry out (laughs) this giant scheme. Yeah. Connor ended up coming to visit you. Yeah. Reached out to our team, asked if we wanted to get drinks. Yeah. And I weirdly came, which. Yeah, I thought it was weird. It was weird. But in in looking back, it was fate. That was fate. (laughs) So that we could meet. It was. Oh my gosh. And then um Sadie and I sat next to each other and I feel like the natural evolution of the conversation was the guys talking, Sadie and I just talking, and then when we were all getting up to leave, Sadie kind of looks at me and she's like, Can I get your phone number? (laughs) And the rest is history. (laughs) No. Yeah, that was and I remember like my seniors like above me who were there, the guys, they were they, I was still like kind of new, but they were like, oh, this is so cute. <laughs> like you guys are exchanging numbers, but I didn't care. I was on a mission. Once you were there, I was ready. I was like, I need friends. And then the next year was me just like having to say yes to everything that you invited me to because yeah. I was like, I got to be cool. I got to be friends with you and your roommate I look back and I shudder like we were so cringe we were we were fresh out of college Sadie's one year older than I am so I was fresh out of college in COVID so it wasn't like I was even really entering corporate America like I was but it was fully virtual so it was like every single day I worked from nine to five adjusting to corporate life kind of but then I was wanted to leave the apartment I was in a new city I didn't really know people and I was in I was in my room all day. So I wanted to leave, wanted to do things. I was coming from college where I was used to drinking like throughout the week, like no big deal. And so Sadie would come over on a Tuesday and I'd be like, shots? <laughs> and I'd be like, okay. <laughs> I would like, because I had already been beaten down a level by corporate America for a year. Right, like, right. I just wasn't ready for that. I remember I would like come home to John. And I'd be like, I can't keep doing this. Like, <laughs> I'm so tired. Oh, my God. But it was all worth it. No regrets. We just hazed you a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, it was totally fate. Okay, totally well, I know fate. your week is hellish, but you do have Taylor Swift coming up. So you have a bright light at the end, a very bright light at the end of the tunnel. It's beaming, that light. Taylor is at the end of the tunnel, (laughs) beckoning you forward out of the darkness. Yes, yes. I've been, um, I had to drive up like two hours north where my client is uh, this week and I was just playing her set list, making sure Mm -hmm. all my lyrics were fine-tuned. Don't know why I would need any more practice. You know I already knew every single word. (laughs) Um. But yeah, I'm so ready. Counting it down. It's not this weekend, but the next. Uh, and it's just going to be the most magical night. I could it not is. be more excited. I'm excited for you. Thank you. <laughs> Your time is coming too. Is Not really. <laughs> June 30th. <laughs> I know. Today I is April 27th. <laughs> Two months. Two I can't months. believe she's going on tour for that long. I feel like I'm going to really know the surprise songs just by narrowing it down at that point. Are you actually going to try to narrow it down? Do you even know? 
All the um, ones, I mean, there's so many TikToks that you can check. I think, I think I will, knowing myself. I think yeah. I will narrow it down. I have been checking every weekend to see if, I've told you this before, to see if Sparks Fly lives on and it yeah. lives on. Not yet. Yeah. It's still, still around. If, <laughs> God, again, if you get it, <laughs> I won't, I, happy I, I, for you. <laughs> My eye just twitched. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think like what the real pot because I'm going to her third night in Nashville. Mm-hmm. So I don't I know she's if go the, country. Huh? I think she's going to go country. I know, but I'm trying to figure out like it could go either like would is being the third night better or is being the first night when she's really excited about Nashville like. I'm trying to think of like what six songs she could play those three nights. I'm really hoping because I'm trying to think country, like maybe teardrops on my guitar. But would she do that first night? You know, I don't think Taylor has bias between. I think she puts on a show every single night. I don't think she's like first and third. I think she I think she will make sure she tries to make it as equal as possible. I truly believe that. She's just such a giver. She, I mean, yeah, she is a giver. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We love her. Can't wait. Can't wait. Oh, no, I'm excited for you. Okay. Should we dive into our 10th episode? Oh, my our God. Our 10th round of chapters? Yes. I, I'm just so conflicted. Yeah. Tell me how you feel. Just torn. Mm-hmm. I feel like my my former predictions might really have a path to actually happen. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how I feel about it anymore. Why? Well, I guess we'll get there. Yeah. I just... But she's talking about Resand and what she said last episode, I assume. Yes. And also, like, previously about love triangles. Oh. Both of those predictions, I'm like... Well, really, the first one or the like the love the triangle love one. I'm like, oh my god, maybe it's gonna happen, but like, I don't know if I want that anymore. <laughs> well, these chapters are really heavy on just learning more about Resand a little bit, yeah. what he's about, but also very confusing because he plays a lot of games, as we'll see. Don't really know, don't really know what his motives are. Um, but definitely less action focused. Like we don't have, we don't have a task. Yeah. This episode, but we're getting more insight into the dynamics under the mountain. Yes. And I, it's super interesting. It reminds me of, um, Hunger Games again, where it's like, you're starting to learn that even people who look like they might be compliant and, and Mm -hmm. on the wrong side. They are just working it at a different angle. Yeah. From the inside out. Mm -hmm. Let's get into it. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. So chapter 37. So we left off with Feyre heading back to her cell after beating Amarantha's first task. So she was victorious, but she was also seriously injured. And... 
We like open. bone sticking out of her arm ain't injured. Bone sticking out of her arm. We have to emphasize how horrible this injury was. Yeah. Because of the decisions that she made. Also, I just broke my promise to myself. I was saying to Sadie before this episode, I'm trying to stop repeating the last words that she says because <laughs> I do that all the freaking time, I've realized. And I just did that. You're like a bone sticking out of her arm. And I was like, bone sticking out of her <laughs> arm. I hate that I do that. <laughs> I don't even notice. It's just that I wonder if you do that in normal life. I'm questioning everything. <laughs> It doesn't bother me. If it bothers anyone listening, they can don't leave a comment. (laughs) I know. I already know. (laughs) Okay. So we open chapter 37 with Feyre in really bad shape. And no one has come to visit her in days post winning the task, not even Lucian. And this is highly concerning because she's in so much pain that if she even touches her arm at all she has she screams and even worse than the pain is the fact that the bleeding hasn't stopped yet and it's been days and she's still covered in that gross worm mud she's still covered in mud she's not she has no appetite she's not eating the the cell she's in is freezing she has no warmth really really bad combo yeah and she starts feeling really lightheaded she's having trouble breathing she's gets really hot and she's realizing she has now a fever which is really not good a sign of infection a sign of bad infection um so she's trying to just stay conscious and she sees the darkness ripple around her door and form the outline of a man and it's not lucian it's resand yep mm-hmm And he smiles at her and says, what a sorry state for Tamlin's champion. He just has such like a under like an undertone of arrogance. And I just really can't put my finger on the word. Just. Just like an underlying scheme at Mm -hmm. all times. Yeah. Like other intentions underneath his words at all times truly yeah i think that's a good way to put it he's like very sly very mysterious slightly dangerous but at the same time polite yeah it's it's a lot uneasy makes makes you uneasy. makes you uneasy and very on edge yeah but at the same time he can be kind of charming yeah. but like surface level charming you know there's deeper motives there yeah um And Feyre is not excited to see him. She immediately tells him to go to hell. And he gets really close to her. He crouches down in front of her. And Feyre wants to shove him away, but she can barely move. And he says, what would Tamlin say if he knew his beloved was rotting away down here, burning up with a fever? Not that he can even come here with his every move being watched. So now we officially know why Tamlin has to stay away. And Feyre tells him again to go away. And Rhysand says, I come here to offer you help, and you have the nerve to tell me to leave. So, I mean, you said last episode he might want to help Feyre. Yeah, I think he's intrigued by Mm -hmm. her. I do stand by the original intent of helping Feyre being to help fairies in general, not 
caring actually about humans or Feyre herself. Right. Well, to and to help him, like he doesn't have a lot all his powers. Like he's right. now, yeah, working for Amarantha. Right. So, so to free himself, I stand by that. But I do think he's he grows more and more truly interested in her over like after watching her in her trial interested in in her in like a love interest way or just as not necessarily love but person at least similar to how Tamlin was like this is more than what I thought a human could be absolutely yeah okay so he tells her you made me a lot of money you know I figured I would repay the favor and so he bet on her to win in the first task. He was the one person who bet on her. I knew it. You did. And Feyre's been trying to keep her arm in the shadow of her cell so, she, so he can't see how injured she is. But he grabs her elbow and looks at it, smiles and says, that's wonderfully gruesome. Ferris swears at him and tells him to get out again. But he says, don't you want me to heal your arm? But Feyre... You know, being smart, be knowing how fairies operate, knows that he's just offering to do this for something in return. And that's correct. Resand says he will make a trade with her. He says, I'll heal your arm in exchange for you. For two weeks every month, two weeks of my choosing, you'll live with me at the night court. Which when he said that, I was like, you guys are, he, he says just two teensy weeks. And I was like, that's half of her life. Yeah. There are four weeks in a month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is half of her life. Yeah. You're wild. <laughs> wild. <laughs> but this is really interesting because this exchange t- would take place, obviously, after the three trials. So this is assuming... And him banking on the fact that she's going to make it through and that he's going to go back to the night court and be free. Yeah. So that's interesting. That's true. And And yeah, so then when he tells Amarantha that deal, that's basically what he's telling her. Yeah, it's interesting. But Um, wait, Resand isn't going to be free if she wins these trials. Only Tamlin in the spring court. Right, so... What's the point of the bet? That's why it's interesting. Oh, yeah. I didn't. That didn't really compute for me. So, yeah. Huh. Okay. And um, just a, I think, very direct parallel here, which maybe Sarah drew from. I don't know. But, um. Do you know Greek mythology at all? A little. Do you know Persephone? Maybe if you remind me. So she was the goddess of spring and then Hades, the god of the underworld, saw her, stole her, took her to the underworld. And she was the daughter of Zeus. So Zeus was going to come free her. But before Zeus could free her, he gave her a pomegranate and she ate like six seeds or something from the pomegranate and if you eat food from the underworld you have to stay there so Zeus basically said she only ate six seeds so she'll stay here six months and so that's why like spring and summer it's nice and then fall and winter it like turns cold because Persephone goes back to the underworld so it's like literally the goddess of spring having to go 
oh my god underground I love this story. for <laughs> yeah to, to the underworld for six months of the year and this is like Feyre leaving the spring court going to the night court for oh she definitely time. true you know that. what I mean yeah yeah totally yeah wow you're smart for knowing all that <laughs> I feel like my English teachers, so I did Greek mythology in eighth grade, and I feel like my teacher like overpacked the curriculum, or if it wasn't her choice, it just was overpacked, and so we constantly, every book that we would read, like I just remember mythology, and then great, I think it was the Odyssey, yeah. and then Great Expectations we read. Oh, I hate that book. Me too. And but I think I hated it. One, I don't like his writing style. And then two, try you know looking at themes and stuff. And I'm just like, I have no idea what the fuck is going on. Yeah, that that's insanity. Yeah. So it's like I just yeah have didn't retain much mythology and didn't retain much of Great Expectations. I learned most of what I know about Greek mythology from reading the Percy Jackson series when I was younger. Oh. I never took Greek mythology, but that that series taught me a lot. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. maybe I'll read that sometime or just watch the show that's going to come out. Yeah, there is a show. Yeah. But that you're okay with that one, right? Because the yes, movie Yes, because sucked. the movies were terrible. Okay. Anyway, okay. back to Sorry. What back, were we even talking about? Um Feyre's the bargain he presents to her. You said oh, it was wild. Oh, similar, yes, similar to Persephone. Yes, yes. Okay. So Feyre says no, because again, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and Resand Half of her life. Half of her life. Resand isn't giving up. He says, you turned down my offer and for what? You must be holding out for Lucian to come heal you again. And he says she has two options. One, accept his offer and that's the smart thing to do. Which when he says that she spits at his feet. Um, option two, the foolish one, to refuse him and place her life, and therefore Tamlin's life, in the hands of chance. And Reese is saying, he's like, you know, maybe, maybe I leave. And maybe Lucian does come five minutes later. But perhaps he doesn't come for five more days. And maybe he won't come at all. And, you know, he is having to keep a low profile after he helped you in the first task by calling out when the worm was getting close to her Mm -hmm. so reese tells her it's really yes because when he did that uh amarantha made tamlin punish him yeah tamlin had to give him lashings and tamlin like had to beg her to not kill him yeah that just be his punishment yeah anyway carry on so reese tells her it's really a question of how much she's willing to Put her trust in Lucian being able to come when he knows she's already wondering if her fever is the first sign of an infection. And Reese is like, I don't even need to invade your thoughts to know these things. I already know what you're realizing. You're dying. Feyre is still not giving in because she remembers that he's the person who set this all in motion by telling Amaranth about her slash Claire. So she says, go to hell. And then Reese freaking grabs her arm with the bone sticking out of it and twists it. <laughs> like he's essentially, I mean, he's essentially not giving her a choice. He's yeah. like, you're either going to best case scenario, lose your arm. You're now in searing pain. You're, you might die. And here's my offer. Yeah. 
he just like the whole time he just keeps telling her like well maybe this will happen or maybe the yeah the guards will come to help you and by then you'll have to cut off your arm like he keeps yeah. saying all those things and then last resort is like see how much pain you're in it's like every time you think maybe because he's offering to help her so you're like hmm, maybe like i'm could maybe i'm less skeptical of him then he does something like grab her broken arm and twist it that's in, that sounds I so know, painful but it's because he needs to use her as a tool yeah rather than like he doesn't actually care about her he just needs to use her right to free all these fairies free himself and his court you know right so she yells out in pain he smirks at her and she spits in his face <laughs> and he just laughs and says this is the last time I'm, I'm extending my assistance. Once I leave this cell, the offer is dead. And he starts to disappear back into the darkness as Feyre thinks about her options for real. She knows she's dying and she doesn't know if Lucian's going to come. And she doesn't even know if he can come, if he knows what bad shape she's in. Because her injury wasn't as bad and, you know, in front of everyone. Doesn't know if he saw it. Doesn't know how, if he knows how quickly a human could die from something like this. Yeah. And she thinks to herself, for Tamlin, I would sell my soul. I would give up everything I had for him to be free. So she tells Rhysand to wait. She says, for my high lord. She says that a lot. Yeah. I don't like that. She says, my Tamlin, my high lord. I think, yeah. I think like other people will refer to him sometimes as her high lord, which is less of a big deal. But when she refers to him as my high lord, it just gives Fifty Shades. It, it's like the Prithian way of calling him daddy. <laughs> ah, am I wrong? That's no. the vibe it gives me. Yeah, it, it's a weird power dynamic. She's just allowing herself to be the submissive and yeah. be his subject yeah for no reason if you're dating someone that goes out the window like yeah he has more rank than her but if you're dating you're equal totally totally yeah so and i just don't like yeah it sounds like she's calling him daddy and i don't <laughs> like that i don't like when people do that it makes me uncomfortable and it makes me uncomfortable when she calls him my high lord <laughs> And that's very fair. <laughs> oh my god! I'm actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot to make a note of it, but it's true. It's weird. And we do not support. <laughs> <laughs> so she tells Rhysand to wait and she asks him why he wants the two weeks with her and what the terms are. And he just says, if I told you those things, there'd be no fun. Would, would there? And we already talked about, we don't know why he's making the trade. So I know. We, can't add, we can't add any color here. I know because it's like, I know he wants to use her as a pawn to like. But for what? Free. But yeah, but like, what is the two, the two weeks of time with her? You right. know what I mean? Like if he's going to make a trade, he sh his trade should be whatever's going to help them free everyone or 
get overthrow Amarantha. Like she has to do something instead of just spending time Right. With it's like him. what is spending two weeks with you a month do for you? Yeah. Yeah, we don't know. And Thera doesn't know, but she still makes this bargain with him. Um, although she does she does lower it. They negotiate. I was so happy that because I was like, two weeks. I'm like, that's insane. (laughs) She haggles and she lowers it to one week. Yes. So one week she agrees. Magic stirs between them and then re-scraps her arm again. Farah passes out. But when she wakes up, her fever is gone. Her head is clear. The mud is off her. Her arm is healed. So that's great. But then she lifts her arm and sees her entire left arm is now covered in black tattoos. She has a full sleeve of tattoos. All the way through her hand. Yes, her fingers are covered, and there's a large eye in the center of her palm staring at her. I hate that. I know, right? So Reese tells her that it's custom in his court for bargains to be permanently marked this way. But she's like, get rid of it. I didn't know that was going to happen. And Reese says, you didn't ask, how am I to blame? Unless this lack of gratitude and appreciation is because you fear a certain high lord's reaction. And yeah, Tamlin's going to see this and know some type of bargain has taken place between her and Reese. Yeah. He's going to be mad. And to your point, it just, for some reason, of all the things that he does, this feels the most violating, you know? Like, it makes it seem like she's his property. And it's like a permanent marking without her knowing and it's a huge marking. It's an entire sleeve. Yeah. I also am just like, ew. She's supposed to be like, <laughs> like beautiful. And like, no, I don't want her to have a sleeve. <laughs> this whole chat. I didn't like this whole chapter. Like after, I mean, it was interesting. And I read it in like five seconds because it was mm-hmm. so interesting. But like after I just felt, ugh. I was like, I cheat. In the matter of like, 30 pages she made two two deals that are basically death sentences alice is punching the air somewhere i know (laughs) literally don't get me started on the next chapter (laughs) and then and then like i just felt like icky after this chapter i was like you made another horrible deal with this i don't think he's like I don't know. I'm so on the fence with him. I don't know how to feel. And then the tattoo just makes it worse. Like I was totally, I I was already conflicted about my feelings for him and that, and that continues. But it's like, every time I think about, I'm like, oh, maybe I like him. I'm like, oh, but he gave her a full sleeve. (laughs) And that is truly unforgivable. (laughs) I, (laughs) I hate it. I hate it so much like now i think of fan art of Feyre, and i'm like and she just has a sleeve i don't like it Feyre describes it as like actually kind of beautiful when she like looks at it but it's I'm a like, very it's like just ornate not. design yeah it's just not you have a full sleeve <laughs> i'm not even against tattoos i have a tattoo full sleeve though <laughs> I love how against this you are. <laughs> I was too, but not to this level. I, it bothered me so much. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. I think um, I also, I think the first time reading it was like, oh, I could see a tattoo, but a full sleeve. <laughs> like, 
my god yeah and i she just can't imagine she can't someone, enter corporate america anymore I, how is she gonna have her career <laughs> no i just imagine like being in that position and just like waking up with a full sleeve like if I feel like if I was her, I'd just be like trying to wipe it off. Like I'd just be like, it's just feel so like not her vibe. Yes, it doesn't fit her. It's not her vibe. It would just feel like dirty. Like I don't actually have problems with people having sleeves. It just like doesn't feel right. And yeah, if I was her and I wasn't like planning on getting a full sleeve, I'd just like <laughs> pass out and woke up with a fully tatted. I'd just be like, feel dirty. Like, I'd just get this off me, like wanting to crawl out of your skin. And it's a marking of the court that feuds with Tamlin. Yes. And it's permanent. Ugh. It's not. Don't tell me that. I want it gone. <laughs> no, I know, but she has a sleeve. <laughs> Anyway, Reese says, I think I'll wait to tell Tamlin until the moment's right, though. Rest up, Feyre. And then he vanishes. And that's the end of chapter 37. What an interesting turn of events with Reese. Yeah, that episode just really, episode, that chapter really just gave me the ick. Yeah, I, I totally get it. It does seem... Like, though, things have shifted now where before Reese was viewed as in cahoots with Amarantha Foley and dangerous to Feyre, at least it seems in some capacity, he's now invested in her being okay. Yeah, he's, but it's definitely only for, like, the greater good of fairies. Right, or his own motives, we don't know. We don't, we know, like, we definitely don't trust him, but yeah. she's no longer in imminent danger. Right. Because of him. From Rysand. Right. I mean, depends on what you want to classify as, I guess, not danger, but other types of torture sure. are on the table. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cue next chapter. Cue next chapter. So, chapter 38 starts Feyre's feeling dumb for selling herself to Rysand. And she cannot stand looking at the tattoo. Similar to what you just Me said. Me too, girl. And she says she feels like the eye on her palm is just watching her. And Amarantha now in this chapter makes good on her promise to have Feyre do chores for her. And some guards come and give her a brush and a bucket, bring her into a hallway, and tell her if the floor is not washed and shining by dinner, they'll tie her to a spit and give her a few turns over the fire. That's just, like what you roast a pig on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I just wrote, okay. Lovely. <laughs> so Feyre starts scrubbing, but the water they gave her was so filthy. So the more she scrubs, the dirtier the floor has gotten. And she's realizing this task is meant to be impossible. So she starts to panic because she's like, they're basically just coming up with ways to torture me. Yeah. Um, and she's like, this is dumb. I was, I killed a giant fanged worm and now I'm being taken down by a dirty floor. <laughs> but luckily someone comes to her rescue and she sees a head pop in with auburn hair. We think it's Lucian, but it's his mom, the, the lady of the autumn court. And she cleans the dirty water as payment for Feyre giving Amarantha her name in exchange for Lucian's life the first day she arrived. 
yeah you gotta love the the mama's bond Mm -hmm. you know like the brothers are just assholes to lucian the dad obviously has disowned him at this point but nothing nothing breaks a a mother's love you know yeah and lucian never talked or never spoke badly about his mom so yeah and recent was it resand who like made a comment about like oh how your mother still grieves yeah 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 so Feyre completes the task with the help of Lucian's mom, but the next day, the guards take her into a dark bedroom and tell her that a servant spilled lentils into the ash of the fireplace and Feyre has to clean it before the occupant returns or that person will peel off her skin in strips. Sometimes I'm like, how does Sarah think of such descriptive, violent, disgusting imagery? I know. Ugh. Also, such a dumb task. Like, that's... uh, Anyway. So she's there for two hours. But again, the point is that this is not possible. Yeah. And the... I don't know if you're getting to that, but they describe the room as dark, black, silk sheets. Mm -hmm. I was immediately like, this is Resan's room. (laughs) For sure. And it is. She hears the door open she hasn't finished the task, so she thinks she's screwed because the person's back. But it turns out the room belongs to Resand. And well, 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 we are certainly getting a lot of him in these chapters. Yeah. So he just gets to lounging on the bed and says, As wonderful as it is to see you, favorite darling, do I want to know why you're digging through my fireplace? <laughs> <laughs> favorite darling, he calls her. I like it. Yeah. This one I'm very saying, I go up. What? Yeah. That's why I said very Chuck Bass. Yes. <laughs> anytime. Yeah. Anytime there's like, it comes off as Chuck Bass like, I like it. <laughs> and then when he pushes it a little too far. Yeah, he does. I get, yeah. I just go back and forth with him. I'm really, I really just don't know. Yeah. So Feyre tells him what the guards told her. And Reese is like, hmm, apparently Amarantha thinks I'll find some sport with you. And Farah says, or maybe it's a test for you because you bet on me during the first task, which Amarantha wasn't pleased about. And you lied to her about Claire. You knew very well what I looked like. Bold. I know. Bold. And Reese gets up and simply says, Amarantha plays her games and I play mine. It gets rather boring down here day after day. But Farah points out that he has been out and about. He put the head in Tamlin's garden and she met him on fire night. So he's been able to leave. But he says, she asked me to put that head in the garden. And as for fire night, I had my reasons to be out then. Do not think, Farah, that it didn't cost me. Interesting. Yeah. So I don't know if it's right at this point, but they've... This whole scene, they we learn a lot and we hear them banter a little. And Farah gets like, she like kind of gives it right back to him. Yeah. And she says, and I wish I wrote down the exact quote, but she says like in her mind, not aloud, mm-hmm. that like she doesn't feel the same uh, urge for like silence that she feels around Lucian and Tamlin. She says like the the her sense to remain silent is down with him like she 
I know what you're talking she about. She just wants to like give it back to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, even like, she knows it's not the smart thing to do. She just lashes back yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. And when I read that and this these whole chapters, like I literally wrote, it's the start of something new. <laughs> it feels so right. <laughs> what a different energy. <laughs> I literally don't know why, but that is what came into my head when she said that because it's something new. And I'm torn if I'm supported or not, but I did predict it and... I also, though, don't really know what she's talking about. She was very sassy with Lucian, always. Uh, I mean, not really the first day. Not the very first day when she was freshly terrified. The but only like, time she started going back at him was when Alice told her. Yeah. She could. Yeah. But definitely with Hamlin, always quiet. Yeah, for a while. Yeah. But maybe that's better in a partner. Someone that you can kind of, you're not like afraid of them. You can just kind of. Right. She is. Say what comes to your mind. That's true. Although she is definitely still afraid of Rhysand. She's literally holding a poker. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't mean afraid, but like, I don't know. There's got to be some level of comfort. Yeah, we don't know what it is, but she, she's definitely bold with him. Um, yeah. She but, just fires question after question after yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, let's go through those questions. But I, I just keep wanting to reiterate that, like, I just go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth in liking him and not liking him these entire three chapters. Mm-hmm. So I'm not contradicting myself. Well, I am, but I'm aware of it mm-hmm. when I say I hate him. And then I say, oh, I like that yeah you know yeah okay he has that type of energy that i'm like i like that type of banter but then he does something that i'm like i really like give her a sleeve that i (laughs) really really hate um so favorite asks how he still has his power still and he tells her what he has now specifically with the mind control stuff that's just the scraps that he's left to play with and so she asks oh so you can't shapeshift like tamlin can and he's like no no all the high lords can but he takes a different shape. He has wings and talons. And then he does shift, but not fully. Because he says he doesn't like yielding wholly to his baser side. And Feyre sees massive black wings now behind him. And like talons on his feet and hands. And See, I imagine that part as like, and maybe I read it wrong, but... He kind of like gets up like he's like been lounging on the bed talking at her and then he like gets up to kind of like show her like, oh, no, I can like here's what I can do and like stands up and like turns like like, yeah, Yeah. throws out his wings and his talons or whatever and he's like kind of like showing off a little and then he like tucks him away and he's like, yeah, you know, I try not to bring it out. Yeah. And they're in this dark room and like he's this big man now he has his wings behind him and she can see them just kind of peeking out behind his shoulders and Farah thinks internally horrific stunning (laughs) (laughs) the face of a thousand nightmares and dreams and then she also thinks I had made a very very big mistake in offering my life to him and Rhysand says no attempts at flattery 
<laughs> after like pulling this down, which that's the kind of like line where I'm like, I like that. That's funny. I just think this is like low key flirty scene. Like he's like like a peacock showing his feathers. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, this is a flirty scene. So. Recent asks, you know, you're not going to give me a compliment? And Vera goes, you have a high enough opinion of yourself already. I doubt the flattery of a human matters much to you. Which makes him chuckle. And he says she's either admirable or very stupid for speaking to him like that. And then Vera asks him if he knows the answer to the riddle. And this is good. I'm glad she's using her resources. Yeah. And Reese is like, oh, trying to cheat? But Vera points out Amarantha didn't say that she couldn't ask for help. But Reese says he can't help her because no one, um, no one can help her. Amarantha ordered everyone not to. So that's a bummer. But when she was knocked out from yeah, getting beat up. <laughs> from getting beat up. But he uses his magic to get all the soot and dirt off of her. He cleans the hearth and says it's a gift for having the balls to ask. And then he summons the guards and tells them that she's completed her task and that she's not to have any more tasks and they're to stay out of her cell and not to touch her. Which, won't he get in trouble for that? Amarantha said she needs to do tasks. She'll be doing some chores around around the... The mountain? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I... I... He's... He's uh, pushing his power for sure yeah as one of amarantha's favorites i guess yeah but Feyre gets to leave and reese smiles at her and says you're welcome and that's the end of chapter 38 okay so chapter 39 i don't i just don't know how to feel i literally wrote literally every other note is i just don't know (laughs) (laughs) but i liked him when we first met them but then I didn't when he came back. Yeah. And then I did, and then I don't, and then I did, and then I don't, and I Still I just don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So cha- I, Okay, yeah. So chapter on. 39. So not only did Reese end the impossible task, but Feyre is now also getting better food. And she's like mad at Reese about it, but also doing, she's doing so much better. She's like stuffing her face and she's she's like, like, damn uh, you. Exactly. (laughs) And she's totally alone for several days with nothing to do except think about the riddle and listening to the screaming in the dungeon and then look at her tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) But four days later, two fae women enter her cell, similar to how Reese did, like through the shadows. And they don't say anything, but they grab her and they take her out of the cell, like through the door physically and they take her to a room where they bathe her and begin to paint her body um which feels random yeah i got really confused when they were (laughs) describing the painting and the dressing i was like what is happening yeah they was also confused because they aren't speaking and she's like what is this and then they do her hair they put makeup on her and then they put her in this dress I'm doing air quotes while I say dress because dress is a very generous term for how she describes it. She describes herself as a heathen god's plaything because they've continued the pattern of her tattoo over her entire body, except for her face. 
so her face is beautiful but then her entire body's covered in tattoos and then they've put her in basically two shafts of cloth that's belted at her waist and then fall you know between her legs and like covering her kind of covering her um like on the backside. So she's really barely covered already and the fabric's kind of sheer. So she's quite exposed. <laughs> she's trying to be like, I'm not wearing this. Um, she's trying to rip it off. But that's when she hears someone say, I wouldn't do that. And it's resand, of course. And she's like, um, w- what? <laughs> like our bargain hasn't started yet. What is this? But Reese says he needs an escort for the party. And then he tells Feyre, she looks just as he hoped. Emphasis on escort. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She asks about the paint and he says, this way he'll know if anyone besides him touches her because the paint will smudge. So like specifically Tamlin. He was like saying something. He kind of like gets close to her and like mm-hmm. kind of whispers into her neck or like talks right next to her ear as he like touches her shoulder and he's like I'll remember everywhere that I touched you yeah but if anyone else like touches you I'll know and uh, I can't believe I'm admitting this but I thought that moment was so hot (laughs) (laughs) I did I was like ooh. Yeah, if that was someone she liked, it would be hot. But she's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He also says, I don't like my belongings tampered with. Yeah, I don't like that. (laughs) See, this is what I'm saying. It's like, like I'm like, like, yes, yes, yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, he, again, has that personality that I think a lot of... um, people respond to but then he takes things a little bit too far with like her being his belonging and like marking her and being a little being a little creepy yeah and we don't know what he has planned for her so this is all just a little weird yeah like where is she going why is he bringing her it's all it's um it's also they've never really they were alone that one time but now He's bringing her as an escort. He's, like, claiming her as his own. He's, like, saying he's going to touch her. Like, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a lot. Intense. And he starts leading her to the throne room. And Feyre's like, oh, God, no, 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 no. It's full of Faye having a party. And they all stop and stare at her. Because everyone else is dressed appropriately. And she's like, it feels like I belong to Resand in this moment. Like, I should have a collar around my neck and he should be pulling me by a leash or something. That's yeah. how it feels. And he brings her before Amarantha and Tamlin and just is like, Merry Midsummer." <laughs> Amarantha goes, what have you done with my captive? And Tamlin's still blank, but is like white knuckling his chair. Yeah. And this sucks because Favor's just like... I did this for you. Like, she just wants to say, explain what's going on. Like, I did this for you. I made this bargain. I'm sorry. I mean, it's just, it's getting pushed just, like, really far. I mean, this is exactly what Tamlin didn't want to happen. Mm -hmm. This is why he sent her home. Yeah. And he's probably, like, just looking at her like, you stupid freaking human. Like, what are you doing? You're, like 
trying to make deals and worm your way out of this with these people who are honestly probably in Tamlin's mind way freaking smarter than her. And like, yeah, I just I feel like Tamlin is probably just like actually angry at Feyre. Like he's like probably like, can you just remove yourself because you're making this whole thing way harder. Yeah, and from and from Feyre's point of view, she's being so degraded publicly already, but then in yeah. front of the man she loves. Yes. Like public humiliation in front of the man she's in Yeah, love with but and like doesn't even know that well. Kind of her own fault. Like I'm not I'm not like against Feyre at all. Like I'm team Feyre now. I understand. But from Tamlin's perspective, he's probably so fucking pissed. Like, he's probably so annoyed, both at this, like, at this Amarantha, at the situation, at Resan, but then also just, like, like, God, Farah, like, can't you, like, I thought you are just this, like, strong, independent woman, and you're just, like, being thrown around and degraded and, like. Right, but again, she's doing it all for him, and, like, she's survived so far. I know, Which I is, know, but I'm just thinking, I'm just saying what I feel like Tamlin's thoughts are. Right. If I was him, I'd be mad at her. But but we we have the privy to her, more of her intentions. Right, and we know that Tamlin could have done more on the front end. Yes. To avoid this. Yeah. So but It's just a shit show. But yeah. anyway, he presents her to Amarantha. He presents her to Amarantha, and Reese tells Amarantha and thus Tamlin that he and Feyre made a bargain and he strokes his finger down Feyre's cheek and says one week with me at the night court every month in exchange for my healing services after her first task for the rest of her life again interesting because he's openly telling Amarantha that he healed Feyre which feels like she would be mad at him yeah and then he's telling the entire room of people that he's betting on Feyre getting out of this. So it's like... And, pl- and planning on going back to his own court. Right. So it's clear subordination to Amarantha, but she doesn't do anything. And I was actually surprised by that when I first was reading it. Yeah, I I put... Yeah, I was like, this is very dangerous <laughs> and brave, but like, why? I Okay, so I felt like he had to go tell her that they made a deal because he's bringing her there and treating her as his like pet. But Which, why is he doing that? I don't know. I don't know. Isabel, you know, I, I, mean, don't. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I was surprised though. Amarantha doesn't say anything. Doesn't really have a reaction. She well, just says, enjoy my party. You made a great point earlier by when they first made the deal by being like him saying you'll spend a week at my court every month is assuming that he's going to be able to go back to his court and that didn't register to me so now it makes this scene more confusing like in the moment I was like he just did that to like show Tamlin and like Amarantha doesn't really care because he inflicts another kind of torture onto her at these parties but like I I didn't think about the fact that he's basically saying like, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to be back. She's going to win this and I'm going to be back in my court. I don't know. 
ja, it's a glimpse into some of the games he's playing, but we still don't know his motive. Right. Or, or his end plan, I guess. Um, but Reese just leads her away and offers her wine. And she says no because of what Alice says. I wonder if him and Amarantha also have a deal. Reese? Yeah. What deal do you think that they would have? That maybe he, I don't know, but maybe he has to deal with her to be free too. And he's going to use Feyre. Mm. I don't know. I'm just staring, just squint, squinting yeah. eyes at you. Like, I'm trying unbreakable. To your face. <laughs> <laughs> so Feyre says no to the wine twice. But then a third time he says drink and she drinks. Again, Alice punching the air somewhere. Because no, no, no. He definitely controlled her to do that. Did he? Yes. She says my traitorous hands drank from it. Yeah, but hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. He definitely like mani- like controlled her. But he's like pushing the idea in her mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Let me find it. I think from my from my POV, because it says like my traitorous hands, I think I almost read it as a part of her is just like, screw it. Sure. I don't want to be here anyway. Like I read, cause he said, I, I read it. He says he smiled and, ex- or he says why. And he offered me a goblet. Alice's first rule. I shook my head. He smiled and extended the goblet again. Drink. You'll need it. Drink. My mind echoed. I thought that was like him yeah. saying it, like kind of telling her mind to do it. And she's fighting it. And it says, drink, my mind echoed, and my fingers stirred, moving toward the goblet. No, no, Alice did not drink the wine here. Wine that was different from that joyous, freeing, whatever. Okay. No, I said, and some fairies who were watching us from a safe distance chuckled. Drink, he said, and my traitorous fingers latched onto the goblet. Like, if she, she's clearly, like, fighting it. I think he made her. Yeah, I could see it either way. Either way. But yeah. if, if she drank it willingly... <laughs> I'm out on Pharaoh. <laughs> over and over again does it. Yeah. Which we get to, but like, no, he's definitely controlling her mind. But do you think any part of her is just like, I don't want to rem- remember what's be- like happening here anyway, so she just drinks it? No. You think he's not controlling her? Yeah, because she's too... She's too, I have to protect myself at all times. She's too, where are the nearest exits? Yeah, that's true. You know? Well, she drinks and then that's all there is because she wakes up in her cell, still in her dress, and she's big time hungover and doesn't remember what happened. And then Lucian arrives. Finally. He's looking at all the paint on her and Feyre asks you know, what happened last night. And Lucian says, you don't want to (laughs) know. And uh, I know that she couldn't, this isn't her fault, but I have such secondhand embarrassment here. Like I cannot. Izzy, I have the same note. I cannot. (laughs) I've had those nights too, girl. (laughs) Nights like this? You've had nights like this? (laughs) I don't know where I black out and, and... Do some embarrassing dancing on a man that I don't actually like in college. 
Sure. <laughs> so I'm just admitting all the things tonight. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, the worst part is um so Lucian tells her that, you know, Reese had his hands on her for most of the night in front of everyone. Um makes a point to say in front of, in front everyone. of everyone. She was dancing, but not like how she was on summer or yeah summer solstice um with tamlin with tamlin she it was a different kind of dancing um she, when she wasn't dancing she was sitting on Rhysand's lap tamlin has saw the whole thing and lucian says he was just reese was just doing it to get a rise out of tamlin but the worst part of him telling her all this is like lucian's not mad or making fun of her he like he's just He's, he's pitying her. He's pity. He's like, yeah. He's cringing sorry. for her, which is when you know it's bad. Yeah, because you know after you like black out or get too drunk, you act wild, and you like talk to your friends. They're like, don't worry. Like no one's thinking. No one even remembers. Like no one's thinking about it. He's just like, yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> and Lucian too. Oh God. Yeah. If it's Lucian. That kills. I have. Me. I had secondhand embarrassment. And everyone sure. else is just being normal, and she's in this see-through dress, basically giving lap dances all night. I just <laughs> can't. And I yeah, don't. They say at one point, like dancing in between his legs. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh god. Horrible. It's just so degrading. It's and you so... just know that like Reese has just like this big grin on his face like feline just, they always say feline grin. yeah 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 but she was literally roofied like it's not her oh, fault yeah. but oh god but then lucian grabs her tattooed arm and he's like what were you thinking i would have come Feyre's like dude i was dying i had a fever i didn't know if you were gonna come at all you haven't come until right now i would have been dead by now but lucian is very sweet he yeah. says one i swore an oath to tamlin but two, you offered up your name in exchange for my life. An oath or no no oath, that means something to me. Aww. So they're like... Bonding moment. They're, they're bonded. Farrah says, you know what? I had no other choice. It's done with. And then he thanks... She thanks him for helping her with the first task. And Lucian says, yeah, you know, that's, that's why I couldn't come sooner. Amarantha took away all his, his healing power. So he hasn't been able to move until today from getting those lashings. And Lucian also gives Feyre his cloak because it's so cold in there. And he tells her to keep it because he's seen enough of her <laughs> through that dress to last a lifetime. I die. I die. And he's about to leave. But Feyre asks if Tamlin's okay and what spell Amaranth is keeping him under to keep him so silent. And Lucian says, no, there's no spell. Tamlin essentially is just keeping quiet to avoid showing to Amarantha what is affecting him. Which is on it's fair. Yeah, but it just makes it seem like less real from his side. Right. And I'm also like he broke to to save Lucian. Yeah. And Lucian can come visit Feyre so pass along a message like yeah. stay strong like love you yeah you know, don't be fooled i'm still here yeah but i mean i Nothing. get that he's probably he's being watched and he's trying to 
do what little he can to um not make it worse which maybe he just was like i'm not gonna react and then he's just committing to it so i just feel like it sucks from favor's point of view yeah totally and lucian says he's playing a dangerous game we all are so lucian leaves and Feyre, night after night is painted dressed in the same clothes and is brought to the throne room and is able to make eye contact for Tamlin with Tamlin for like one second before she's essentially drugged and doesn't remember what happens next morning, but has vague memories of dancing between Reese's legs while he sits in the chair and just laughs. And she can see like the paint on her body smudged from where he's touched her. Although it is mainly her waist. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't make it okay, but that's where it's contained to and she's just wakes up every day feeling exhausted and hungover and it sucks and then she says and thus i became the harlot of amarantha's whore (laughs) yeah you're the whore's whore the whore's whore (laughs) so however many nights go by and she's doing this on repeat so now she's being dressed again by those two women servants of reese when he comes in the room and tells her the second task is the next day there is like yeah so and he's somewhat taunting her he's like well this could be your last night aren't you gonna beg for for a night with tamlin fair's basically like screw you and reese says i wonder if you were this prickly with tamlin when you were his captive she's like i was not like he didn't treat me that way yeah and Reese brings up, oh, of course not. Not with, the, not with the shame of his family's brutality weighing on him. But maybe if he learned how to be cruel and what it means to be a high lord, his court wouldn't have fallen. And Feyre says, um, your court fell too. And then she says she can feel sadness. Like literally feel it inside her from Reese and. And it's through some weird something that he created when he gave her the tattoo. Like, yeah. She wouldn't have known otherwise, but she could feel it. So Feyre asks what he meant. This was not related. She kind of just moves on. Asks what he meant by saying it cost him to be out on fire night. And if he sold allegiance to Amarantha in exchange for freedom. And he says, what I do or have done for my court is none of your concern. And then Feyre knows she's being way too bold. But she asks him, what do you want with me beyond taunting Tamlin? And Reese is like, you know, taunting him is my greatest pleasure. (laughs) But she keeps pushing because she's like, that doesn't really make sense. You saved my life. And Reese says, and through your life, I saved Tamlin's. I love this part. And she's like, why? And then he winks and says, that Feyre, or that Feyre is the real question, isn't it? I love that part. I'm like, yes, it is. It is the question. (laughs) But it's like. Kind of him acknowledging that, like, good, Feyre, you're starting to ask the right questions. Because if we go back to the surreal, she was not asking the right questions. And she gets better and better. That's true. She does get better. And I I picture him as, like, kind of, like, kneeling next to her or, like, squatting. And he's, like, can't really tell her, just like Tamlin couldn't tell her. Um, and he's just like, 
kind of like a he's encouraging her though along i wish the right i could path. tell you but you're on to something kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah so reese leads her to the to the throne room but the normal festivities aren't happening and everyone's looking at reese and amarantha calls him forward so he tells fair to stay close to him and to stay quiet there's a fae sobbing on the floor in front of Amarantha. And she says he's from the summer court and was caught trying to escape. And she wants to know why. And the high lord of the summer court is also there watching this happen, but more off to the side. So Rhysian gets closer and the fae is so terrified and it's like pitiful. It's awful. I don't know if I want to read this, but I guess I will. Um, I was wondering if you would. So it says, The summer fairy cringed, his face shining with tears. My own bowels turned watery with fear and shame as he wet himself at the sight of Resand. Sarah, why? (laughs) That is not the first and not the last time that she says that exact phrase in the book. And it... I know, I know. It's really sad, though. Yeah, it is really sad. I think sad. it's just like a symbol of like peak or not peak, the pit of just hopelessness. Yeah. And how terrible things yeah. are there. Anyway. Like if you're like a full grown adult and that happens, like that's like the worst. Right. He knows he's about to die and Reese is also that terrifying to these yeah. people. So Reese, you know, goes into his mind and tells everyone that the Fae wanted to escape to go to the spring court to then flee into human territory, that he didn't have accomplices and he was just acting out of cowardice. But Feyre sees the high lord of the summer court kind of sigh in relief slightly and realizes that Reese is lying and that this Fae did have accomplices. Yeah. I know I put Reese lied. OMG, so dangerous and brave. And not the first time he's lied. No. Uh. So Amarantha tells Reese to shatter him. And Reese simply takes his hand out of his pocket and clenches it into a fist. And the face slubs over, is dead, has blood leaking out of his ears. Ugh. And Amarantha's mad. She's like, I said shatter him, not kill him so quickly. And again, Feyre realizes that Reese just did a merciful thing here by one, saying he acted alone, and two, killing him fast instead of doing what Amarantha had wanted. Yeah. And Reese is just like, my bad. And then comes back to Feyre and leads her away. And as Reese and Feyre are walking through the crowd, some people are like booing Reese, hissing at him, being like, you're a whore. <laughs> you're <Yeah>. a whore. <laughs> And some are people are applauding him like, good, like you killed the traitor. Good job. Yeah. So again, you're getting the two very different spectrums of parties under the mountain and how they feel about Reese and Amarantha. There's people who are supportive of this, people who still are more in rebellion. And Feyre herself, she's feeling very conflicted by these games that he's playing. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> But the last line of the chapter and where we will end this episode is Reese taking her to the back table and handing her the goblet and 
The book says, he didn't say anything before the wine swept me into oblivion. And that is where we shall leave it. And my notes left at, there's a greater plan and I can't wait to find out what it is. And we will see. (laughs) We will see what happens. I'm dying. And there's just so little book left. I feel like I just am hoping I get more information about Resan's motives and everything before the next book. Otherwise, we won't be able to do the break we talked about. The break is happening. (laughs) The break is happening. Speaking of that, we need to put out a survey on our Instagram so that everyone can send in their recommendations. We were thinking of doing uh, a couple smaller books sprinkled sprinkled here here and there uh well we'll just do like an episode or two on them uh not as much of a deep dive but if you guys have any recommendations let us know yes we will soon be gathering recommendations for beach reads specifically for for our episode that's going to be in our break from akatar and then we're also going to start reading some other books that we know people love and are talking about and that we're excited to read too. So we love recommendations. So we'll put up polls on Instagram, but also, you know, leave a comment in Spotify. I didn't know you could do that, but you can. And we love it. We love hearing from you guys. Yeah. Or DM us like anything, any way to get the recs in. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I'm excited to talk about my favorite summer beach reads. Yay. I read a lot last summer. Me too. But, um, I guess that brings us to the end of our episode. Oh my gosh. This was a good episode one. Episode 10. Episode 10, a milestone. Yeah, and it, it was, was a great. good one. It was great. Like if I wanted, uh, like we, I was ready to like meet new characters. I was saying like many episodes ago and we did briefly, but this is the first time that we're like really diving into learning a new character. Like there's been other people here and there, but like. Or like he's like he's like a main character now. I mean, we had three whole chapters on him, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. I'm excited, and I'm excited to see what the next uh, task is. Yeah, we only have two more episodes left. Doing two more chunks. I can't wait. Um, but thanks everyone for listening, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Gals on Topic, and. Follow us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts as well, and give us a five-star rating, leave us a comment, and maybe even, you know, tell someone else about the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) spread the word. The more the merrier. The more the merrier. But we'll see you guys next time. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye.